I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Emotions are great gas pedals, but they are terrible steering wheels. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to you on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? The answer to both of those questions are yes. And hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now, you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because, by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0. That is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people, as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic one called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip will be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you, A, want to know if I'm going to write anymore, yes, I am. I'm going to write. As a matter of fact, every month, I'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused, sharp, and on point. And B, 
You want to work with me directly, you want to be able to talk to me every week, get your questions answered, get your challenges handled, and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are. All of that happens in my Bulletproof Mastermind. All information, and you're going to get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically in the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there. Even when the success you're expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that we call work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to control your emotions. This is an important point for all of us because I've told you in previous episodes of this show that especially in the business world and just especially even outside of business, even in your day-to-day life, that through the tumult that can take place over the course of life, just things that happen day to day, the fact that you can't control 99% of your life, you don't control 90, you don't control other people, you don't control the weather, which happens to be beautiful in Miami right now. You don't control, let's just talk about those two things. You don't control the weather, you don't control other people. And most of our lives usually have something to do with what other people are doing, what other people have decided, what other people think, how other people are feeling, or at least they're claiming to be thinking or feeling. Sometimes they're not thinking at all, but we got to deal with that. And that stuff will sometimes come in conflict with whatever our plans are, what our ideas are. And we have to main control, we have to maintain rather control of our emotions and not allow our emotions to control us. I've said this way back in the day, back on YouTube in the weekly motivation days that emotions are great gas pedals, but terrible steering wheels. You you don't want to allow your emotions to direct which where you're going, but you can use them to push you forward once you have logically and reasonably and in a dispassionate manner chosen which direction to go in. I talked about emotions in episode 1782, how people are using hurt feelings as a weapon in what we now call the emotion Olympics. In episode 1781, I told you how to emotionally detach and still produce results. In other words, detaching yourself and not allowing your emotions to control, again, your logical thinking when it's time for you to produce results. In episode 1102, I told you about the emotional understanding of why you probably can charge a higher price than what you're charging right now at your work and in your business. In episode 560, I told you that you're in the emotional management business. And one more, episode 447, how to keep your emotions in check when the stakes are high. And I'll give you one more. Episode 259, personal power is when you can align your emotions and your knowledge and get them working together, but both doing their own jobs, not getting in the way of, not either of them getting in the way of the other. But let's get talking a little bit more about what today's topic is. And before I do that, before I forget, let me tell everybody, I send out a daily motivation text message free of charge every single day to everyone who's in my text community. If you would like to receive that text, all you got to do is text me at the following number, 305-384-6894. Text me there. You'll get the daily motivation straight to your phone free of charge every single day. That number again, 305-384-6894. Now, let's get a definition of this word emotion so that we are all on the same page here. And for those of you who are new around here, understand that I do this every episode, not every episode, but many episodes of the show. When I'm talking about a certain topic that maybe you have heard of or you haven't heard of, but I want to make sure, but maybe we might have different ways of looking at that phrase or different ways of looking at that word or what it means. 
I always like to give a clear definition so that we're all on the same page. So when I talk about it, you know where I'm coming from. So definition of emotion is a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood or relationships with others. So today we're going to talk about how you can control that natural instinctive state of mind. Now, since it is natural and and instinctive, here's the thing you should take from that is that if you do not get conscious about controlling it, it will control you because it's natural for it to be instinctive, meaning something happens and there's an immediate response. It's like animals. Animals don't really think about controlling their emotions. And if you have a pet or even a wild animal you see out in the, the woods or in the world, they don't think about controlling their emotions. They just react instinctively to everything. Everything is instincts for animals. For humans, we have instincts as well. The good thing for us is that we also have the ability to think rationally. We can consider the future ramifications of our actions. We can think about what is around this corner if I go around this corner. Animals don't have that ability. It doesn't mean they can't instinctively assess something, but they don't have the ability to think about it and say to themselves, well, maybe I shouldn't do that right now because I could probably get a better outcome if I delay gratification. Or maybe I shouldn't say this thing that's on my mind right now. Maybe I shouldn't take this action that I'm instinctively thinking about taking. Maybe I should hold off on that. Humans have the ability to do that. No other animal can do that. So for us, we have the option of controlling our instinctive states of mind, whereas no other animal does. And I would suggest that you take advantage of this option. And I'm going to tell you how to do that here today, at least to get you started on it. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is how to control your emotions. Number one, accept that other people's actions at their origin usually have very little to do with you, although they may affect you. So when someone else does something that you think is kind of shady or nasty or disrespectful or just negative in whatever way, you're just not feeling some action that another person took. Usually the root of that action that that other person took, that action that you really disagree with, usually it had nothing to do with you, even though it may affect you, even though what they did might be directly, maybe it is directed towards you, Really, it's more about them than it is about you. Someone steals some money from you, for example. Yes, they stole the money from you, and maybe they targeted you as the person who had the money that they could steal, but did they really do it because they were trying to hurt you? No, they did it because they wanted to help themselves by getting some money, and they just targeted you as the person they could steal it from. So even though that action affected you, it wasn't really about you. Now, I'm not telling you that to say that you shouldn't be upset and that you shouldn't call the cops or go get your money or taking the court or whatever it is you're going to do to try to get your money back. I'm not saying not to do that thing or go bash that person's head. And if that's the way you want to handle it, then you probably shouldn't do that. But you get what I'm saying. I'm not saying not to respond. What I am saying, though, is the reason that they did it is not because their main motivation was not to hurt you. Their main motivation was to help themselves. And they happen to hurt you in the process of helping themselves. And the better you can understand this, the better you can understand what is the mindset and what, what is the motivation, the motive behind another person's actions? And the better that you can understand that, the more clear you can get around why somebody does something when usually it has nothing to do with you, the better you can assess or how do I address this situation? How can I go back and you know, handle this situation? How can I address this individual? How can I get through to this person and maybe speak a language that they'll understand? Because if you're only speaking a language of how things affect you, then you're going to go right over another person's head because as I just told you, Other people are not really thinking about how things affect you. They really, for the most part, don't care how other things affect you, even though their actions may have directly affected you. This is what you need to understand. This requires a certain level of maturity. It requires a certain level of detachment emotionally from a situation. Again, instead of you just thinking about what is it doing to you, you need to think about what is it doing for them? 
What do they gain from doing this? The better you can, the more often you can ask yourself that question when you're dealing with another person, you will do a lot better in your interpersonal relationships, just dealing with people, because you'll be thinking and speaking along the lines of what does this person get from this action instead of how is this person's actions affecting me? Because as I just told you three times already, I'll tell you again, other people's actions usually are not even, they're not even thinking about you when they take their actions, even though their actions will affect you. People do things for their own reasons that benefit and directly affect them. Their effects on you are usually merely circumstantial. While this does not mean that someone's actions effects on you don't matter, it does not mean that you can't and should not respond. It does mean that you should condition yourself to not react emotionally to what other people do. You can react and you can respond. Just don't react and respond emotionally, because as I just said a few minutes ago, emotions are great gas pedals, but they are terrible steering wheels. What you need to learn to do is respond in a more rational, reasoned and strategic way when you're dealing with other people. When you do so, you will make fewer mistakes. You will be more grounded and you will be more in control of the actions that you do take. And again, let me make sure I'm emphasizing. I'm not telling you not to do anything. I'm just telling you to be more rational, reasoned, and strategic when you do take an action. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how to control your emotions. Number two, remember that emotions are great gas pedals, but terrible steering wheels. So this is the third time I've said that already here today. What this means is that you utilize your rational thinking, your strategic thinking, and your logic to decide which direction you're going to go when it comes time to take action. Think and be detached when you're deciding where to go. You want to look at things as objectively as possible so that you can make a wise decision, rational decision. Then once you've decided which direction you're going, then you press the gas pedal to push yourself full throttle in that direction. It's the same way that you operate a vehicle. You don't just turn on the car and just press on the gas immediately, right? First, you get the car in drive, then you turn the steering wheel, at least somewhat, so that you know the car is going in a direction that you want to go. Then you press on the gas pedal so that the car actually goes faster in the direction that you want to send it. But you don't just press on the gas and then try to figure out what direction the car is going. But by the time you figure that out, you might be dead. Or you might have ran your car into a wall, into another car, to a human and wrecked your vehicle. So operate your life emotionally and rationally the same way you operate a vehicle. You turn the wheel first, you press the gas second. When I was being taught how to drive, my dad taught me how to drive. He took me to this big empty parking lot, like behind a mall or something. And he would always say, you gas into the turn. So first you turn the steering wheel so that you know the car is going in the direction of the turn. Then you press the gas. You don't press the gas first, then turn the steering wheel. All right, the car might flip over if you do things that way. This is the same thing you need to do yourself. This is actually what happens to human beings. When we press the gas first, then try to turn the steering wheel, we flip over or we flip out, as they say about human beings. When you get this equation wrong, and many of us have probably done this at a time or two, when your emotions basically are controlling the steering wheel, it's a bad idea. This is when you make mistakes that are often irreversible. Has any of you ever done this or maybe experienced someone doing it, seen someone doing this, make irreversible mistakes simply because they got the order of operations wrong, allowing their emotions to control the direction of the vehicle rather than controlling the direction of the vehicle with their logic and the rational thinking. This reason is a very important point. Emotion trumps logic, always. Whether you're trying to sell something, when you're trying to convince someone of something, when you're trying to move yourself to action, get yourself to do something, emotion always trumps logic. 
So if you're trying to get yourself to take action, you're trying to get yourself off the couch and go work out and go to the gym, you probably want to find an emotional reason to get up off the couch because it will probably move you to action faster than rational, logical thinking will move you to action. Now, if you're trying to get somebody else to do something, you just do the same thing. Trigger their emotions because they will take action on their emotion and then they'll come up with a logical reason to justify that emotional response, even if the logical justification they come up with makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't matter. How many of you have seen or heard somebody in your life come up with a logical reasoning to justify some action that they took and a logical reason they made no sense at all? And you pointed out to them and they just completely ignored you because they had already emotionally decided what they wanted to do. People do this all the time. Any of you who's in sales, if you're good at sales, you probably use this against people all the time, not in a negative way, but you get them to do something that their emotion wants them to do, which is buy the product or the service or the offer. Then logically, they come up with a reason that makes it make sense for them just so they can go to sleep at night. This is what all human beings do all the time, every single day. You're doing it today. You have done this at least one time already today. You probably didn't even realize that you did it, but you did it. It is easier to allow your emotions to control you than it is to control your emotions and instead let logic and strategy guide you. It takes a lot more work to be guided by logic and strategy than it takes to be guided by emotions. This is why the more disciplined the person, usually the more in control of their emotions they are. Usually the more logically and strategically a person can think, the more disciplined they are, the more poised they are, the more under control they are. Has any of you ever known a person who is just completely out of control, live wire type of individual who just, they can't really control their emotions and they are always kind of flying off the handle in one way or another? Has any of you ever known a person like that? Usually that person is much more controlled by their emotions than they are by their logic. They don't think logically and strategically about things. They just respond and react emotionally to situations. And there are times when you should allow yourself to respond and react emotionally to situations, but you should be in control of those times. Those times should not be in control of you. Do you understand the difference? So this is something that you must work consciously at and consistently work consciously at this until it becomes a normal way of being. And then you still got to be vigilant. You still got to stay on top of it because naturally, just the way that human beings are, emotions are always stronger than logic. So even once you feel like you made this a normal way of being for you, you still have to make sure that those emotions don't creep back up and take control because they're always trying to do so. Because this is just the nature of human beings being emotion-based creatures. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to control your emotions. Number three, become more observant of a person. Become a more observant person. What does being observant have to do with controlling your emotions, you may ask? Here's the answer. We usually lose control of our emotions when something unexpected occurs. That's usually when we lose control of our emotions. We usually can control our emotions if we can anticipate the situation coming up. See, if you're going to have a conversation with somebody, let's say you and another person have had a disagreement, a long-standing disagreement, and you know what the disagreement is, and you know that they know what the disagreement is, and you both have a pretty good idea of what the other person is thinking and how they're feeling and where they stand on the situation. And you know that when you and this person have a conversation, that there are probably going to be some fireworks in that conversation. It's probably going to end up in an argument. And you already know this is going to happen. Now, when you see this person, aren't you a little bit more poised and under control because you already knew exactly how things were going to go? At least you had an idea how things were going to go before you ran into them because you knew it was coming. Rather than if they just randomly popped up somewhere that you weren't expecting them to, expecting to see them. Usually when we are surprised and something happens that we did not anticipate, that's when we lose control of our emotions. 
But when we can see something coming before it happens, we can mentally and emotionally prepare ourselves ahead of time for the situation. And it allows us to stay in control at least a little bit longer or maybe a little bit more than we would have otherwise. So this is why I'm telling you to be more observant so you can see things before they come. The vigilant person always sees situations before they occur. So even if and when a situation that they or you does not want to happen happens, it doesn't throw them off as much because they knew it was coming. They saw it coming before it happened. Seneca talks about this in one of my favorite books It's called Letters from a Stoic. It's a book about stoicism. If you haven't read it, I suggest you do. One of the things that he talks about is that that person who's on point, that person who is always folks, person who's always meditating on the future and they're meditating on the ramifications, the possible ramifications that of any action, of anything that could happen in the future, whether it is within or outside of their personal control, they anticipate it. So even when something bad happens or something that you don't want to happen happens, no such thing as good or bad things, but you get what I'm saying. They are not so thrown off by it as another person would be. I like the person who didn't know it was coming, didn't know it was possible that this thing could happen. But if you think or believe something could happen and you give it a little bit of thought, just a little bit of time to think about, all right, if and when this does happen, what could I do about it? It doesn't bother you as much when it does happen. An example of this is Tim Ferriss, who wrote the four hour series books. He talked about this concept of fear setting. And I think it was in a four hour work week, his first book. I think it was in that book that he talks about this. And fear setting is very simple. It's just like goal setting. Goal setting is you write down all the things you want to achieve. Fear setting is not writing down everything you don't want to achieve, but it's basically asking yourself, if the worst case scenario plays out, what does that look like? That's step one of fear setting. What is the worst case scenario of this action that I might take, this risk that I'm about to take? Then ask yourself, if the worst case scenario does happen, all these things that I wrote down, they do happen. How could I recover from the situation? How could I get myself back to neutral, or at least get back to zero if the worst case scenario happens? And then when you can see that all on paper, then you just ask yourself the simple question, can I survive this? If the answer is yes, then move forward. The answer is no, then don't, don't move forward. Don't invest. Don't put your time in it. Don't get involved in that situation. That's what fear setting is. It's just looking at what's the worst possible outcome here and what could I do if the worst possible outcome occurs? with all of us knowing that most of the time, the worst possible outcome does not occur. So this is why being observant, seeing things before they happen matters so much. And while we cannot always foresee and predict everything that happens in life, we're all going to be surprised by something at some point. The more observant we are and the more we contemplate the future, the better we can foresee things before they occur. And with this foresight in hand, we are less thrown off by the seemingly random things that occur in our lives, things that usually brought on by other people who we can't control, who are, again, are doing things to affect themselves, which happens to affect us. When you see it coming, it doesn't bother you as much. Point number four, today's topic, once again, is how to control your emotions. Number four, none of this that I'm saying here today is to say that you should try to smother or suppress your emotions. First of all, you'll fail. It's impossible. Secondly, you don't want to do that anyway. What you want to learn is to control and channel your emotions. What you want to learn is to use your rational thinking and your logic to channel the energy of your emotions because emotions are very strong energies. You should utilize energy. Energy is 85% of the job in life. Utilize that energy and turn it into strategic action. Now, what makes action strategic as opposed to non-strategic? Very simple. is the amount of forethought you put into the action before you take it. An action is strategic when you have actually thought about or what's going to happen if I do this? What are the ramifications of this action? When you thought about it ahead of time, 
you are being strategic. When you haven't thought about it ahead of time, you are not being strategic. So channel your emotions into strategic action. Emotion is an energy and it's actually one of the strongest energies we have. So use it. Don't suppress it. Don't try to hold it back. Don't try to smother it. You just want to make sure you are using it and not it using you. This takes practice. It takes vigilance, but it is worth the effort in the long run because of value of what you get on the other end of it. So when you use this approach one time, those who haven't done it before, you actually have. If you think about it, you'll think of those times. But let's say the next time its value will show itself to where you will want to use it again and again and again. Do something often enough. Eventually, it becomes a habit to where you don't have to think about it. and You are controlling your emotions naturally, which is the ideal that I want you to get to. So let's recap today's class, which is how to control your emotions. Emotion defined as a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood or relationships with others. Point number one, accept that other people's actions at their origin usually have very little to do with you, although they may affect you. So learn to respond to people in a more rational and reasoned and strategic way. Because you understand that they didn't do it specifically to get your attention most of the time. They did it to do something for themselves and it happened to involve you. And that's two different ways of looking at things. Point number two, remember that emotions are great gas pedals with terrible steering wheels. What this means is you want to use your rational thinking, strategy, and logic to decide what direction to go in. Then use your emotions to press on the gas pedal. And you must do it in that order. You do it in the opposite order. Again, you might crash your car into a wall before you actually get a chance to turn the steering wheel because your emotions has pressed the gas pedal too hard. It's easier to let your emotion control you than it is to control your emotions. So you have to be vigilant about this and you must be intentional about it. Point number three, become more observant. What does it have to do with controlling your emotions? It is understanding that we usually lose control of our emotions when we have something unexpected happen. And the thing is, even though unexpected things will happen, no matter how vigilant you are, The more you contemplate and think about and meditate on what is coming in the future, what might be on the horizon in your life, the fewer things will surprise you. Doesn't mean you're going to see everything, but you can greatly reduce the number of things that surprise you in life if you spent more time thinking about what could happen, what might happen, what are the ramifications of every action and every possible permutation of anything that you get involved in. We can't foresee and predict everything, but you can foresee and predict a lot more than you are right now if you would just give some time thinking about it. And with that foresight in hand, you will not be thrown off or at least not as thrown off by the seemingly random things that occur in your life. When you see it coming before it happens, it bothers you a lot less. Number four, none of this is to say that you should try to smother or suppress your emotions. As human beings, we are emotional creatures. So don't try to smother or suppress the emotions. Just use your rational thinking to channel the energy of emotion, which is a very strong energy, into strategic action, i.e. action that you have actually thought about and planned out. It is worth the effort to do this and use this approach one time. Its value will show yourself to where you will probably want to use it again. All this said, send me a text. You can get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. My number is 305-384-6894. When you are ready to go to your next level, when it comes to building your brand, building your business, getting control of your emotions, getting control of your personal growth strategy. Yes, an actual strategy for growing personally. It is not something that happens randomly or involuntarily once you become an adult. If any of you thought that it did, it does not. Join me at workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's where you can see options for working with me, whether one-on-one or in a group. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. 
And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number 305-384-6894. One more time. 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.